Here's a quick word from our sponsor. Vercel is the platform for front-end developers, providing the speed and reliability innovators need to create at the moment of inspiration. Founded by the creators of Next.js, Vercel has zero configuration support for 35-plus front-end frameworks, including SvelteKit. We enable the world's largest brands like Under Armour, eBay, and Nintendo to iterate faster and create quality software. Try out Vercel today to experience the easiest way to use Svelte. Hello, everybody. It's Svelte oh. Radio. I'm back. I'm not sick anymore. Uh, no, sorry. It's kind Sounds of, like I, you're I, sick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back. I'm joined by my beautiful co-hosts, Brittany and Anthony. And we also have a guest today. Woo-hoo. Hello, Puru. Hey, Kevin. Hey. Welcome. Long time no see. Um, so, uh, I missed last week. What happened last week? You guys that were having a lot a of fun, ago. right? We've slept since then. I think we did. Oh, oh I see. I think it yeah. was just Anthony and I, and we just like bantered back and forth for an hour. Yeah. And good luck to the editor on that one. Oh, God. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cool, cool. Well, um, yeah, like I said, I'm not, I'm not sick anymore. I don't have a, a weird fever kind of thing. So I'm back. And uh, like I said, we have Puri here, and we're going to talk to him about all of his weird and fun projects that he's been doing. No, they're not really weird. They're mostly just fun. And they're nice. amazing. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So Puru, who are you for, for those that don't know you? So, hey folks, I'm Puru and currently I'm a college student and I've been, and I've been just writing HTML and CSS and a little bit of PHP on the way and a lot of, Ooh. Uh, yes, of a lot of PHP and a lot of Swelt and Angular and React along the way since the last eight years. Uh, and and I've been an intern at Stackplus for over one year. Uh, and and in and in my free time, I I just like to learn piano and just try to try to learn new things on oh, piano. That's I had much. no idea. Yeah, I didn't know you did oh. piano. Hmm. How I long have like... you been playing piano for? Uh, piano, I would say one year. But but if you look at all of the time playing, maybe two hours. I'm not very good at it. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> All right, yeah, yeah. I feel like that's a crossover that we see a lot with developers is that they have like some kind of musical history or past. I kind of like that. Yeah. Can you expand on how you got started at StackBlitz and what you're doing as an intern there? Uh, so, all right, so at, uh, well, well, first thing I would like to say at this point that I'm not at StackBlitz anymore. So I was an intern. My internship period it got to an end. The contract ended, so I'm not at the I'm not at Starblitz anymore. And by the way, um, if there are any swell companies out there who want uh, part-time people, please call me. So, anyways, I was Starblitz yeah. and I was an intern, and I would like to say I was very lucky in getting that because it was through Twitter. I got a. Uh, Staglis was my second gig ever, and the first one was also through Twitter. And the first one I owe it to actually Swell Society, whoever to whoever tweeted my macOS web idea initially. Maybe maybe it was Kevin. Thank, yeah, thank you, man. Thank you. Maybe it was. <laughs> could could also have been Sean, if it was the Svelte Society account. Exactly. 
So he, he thank you, Kevin and Sean. So <laughs> I, I got my first gig through that, and second gig was Stack Blitz, and I got that through Twitter as well, as well. So on my macOS web thing, basically I just embedded Stack Blitz, the code editor itself, as VS Code. So there's a VS Code icon on the dock. You click on it, it opens up the entire source code of the macOS web thing in Svelte right on there so it feels like you are inside yeah. the operating system looking at the code even though it's just stack blitz and that so so this is this is mac os web for for those who haven't seen it it's it's basically a website that looks like the the desk, desktop of of a of a mac computer kind of what, right? what's the link again and can we put that in the show notes uh sure it is mac os dash web dot app M A C O S. It has like a booting dash sound. Web dot yeah. app. Awesome. Yeah. I also that. want to pass on something to you that people have said to me before. I've also said that I feel like I was lucky to get jobs. Like I've gotten jobs through Discord and things like that. But it's not just luck. And you may feel like it's lucky, but it is the work and the things that you are putting out into the world that have gotten that job for you. Not just. It's not yeah. just luck. Like it, you're doing a lot of hard work and a lot of good things. So, yeah. So, so I, I think a, a good way of looking at luck is is kind of like you're you're like I mean there there's luck, but then the more you show things that you've built, the the more things that you do, the more chances there are that people can actually find you. Right. So, it's kind of like manufactured luck in a way. I don't know. Yeah, Does that I make like sense? that. Yep. Yeah. Sure, it could be. This, this macOS thing is, uh, so it's built in Svelte, but I, I think originally you built it in React, right? Um, or it was built in React, I don't remember. Uh, yes, yeah, so I started this in React when, so it, so it was a very, very cold November evening and I was so bored, I decided to either build a macOS clone because at that time macOS, uh, macOS Big Sur, sorry, um, I'm sorry, which is a macOS in which they redesigned everything, the recent ones. Oh, uh, I, I, I think Big no Sur, clue. Big Sur, right? Yeah, that could be. Yeah, yes. that could be the one. Yeah. Yes. So Bixer just came out, and oh god, it looks so good. So I just wanted to build something like that, some aesthetic of that, or I wanted to build my own file manager, which I I, I don't know Ooh, why I came up with the. That two sounds products. hard. It, exactly, and I'm so glad I did not build that. It's, so uh, anyway, <laughs> so that that was the day I was bored, and I started, and I started just 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 whipping up some React code. Oh, and by the way, that time I did not know React. So, uh, so at that time, I decided, well, well, this could be a good opportunity to just learn React. And that's what I did. And that's what I did. I started my code data. I started writing React code, which whenever it errored, I would just learn whatever I was doing wrong and then go back and start doing it again. So within 10 days, I, I had the basic animated doc working. And that's it. Only the doc, a wallpaper and a menu bar. And nothing was functional in the 10 days, hurrah. And the bundle size, if you would guess, was around 150 kilobytes, just for one animated doc. And then I kind of abandoned Sounds that like project. React. Yep, that is React pretty much. <laughs> exactly, and after that I kind of abandoned it because I got bored of that. And one month later, one month later I got into, an, into a road accident where I was bedridden for like six months nonstop. And, I, and oh, then again, wow. I was bored. Yeah. And then I was bored again. So I just decided, okay, there's this project that I started. Might as well continue working on that. 
So I took that project and I brushed the dust off of it and started working on it again. One of few things I did, move it from move it from Snowpack, which was pretty good, to Wheat, which was okay. Wheat is the best. Like I, I don't want to hear any yeah, counter really arguments. Is. Wheat is the best. Sorry. <laughs> so I moved so to you Veet. moved it to Wheat while it was still React. Yes, yes, React and Wheat. Nice. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah, so I moved it to React and Wheat. I really like the. I like the attention to detail on it. I'm looking. I'm just looking at it now because I've looked at it in the past, um, but I was just. I'm just playing around, see what worked and stuff. And one thing I really found fascinating was you've got the notch thing there, so you can turn the notch <laughs> yeah. on off and stuff like that. <laughs> oh, where, yes. where is that? Where is that setting? Uh, if you get to the oh, top, it's the a, top. yeah, found it. Because I was trying to, I was trying to find things in it that Puru forgot about. Right, I was like, I'm, I'll find something he's forgotten to do, and I thought, there's no way he's made, made this menu work, and it and it works. I'm like, okay, there's no way he's made this bit of this menu work, and it works. So, okay. <laughs> Uh, and, and about the notch, I got a fun detail. So I myself have one of those notch MacBooks. So when I turn on the notch, there are two notches on my screen. Can you just imagine how weird <laughs> that looks? <laughs> yep. Exactly. Yep. So, so continuing on, I moved it from Snowpack to Wheat. And then at one point, it was React to just React. And initially, I was using, you know, CSS and JS libraries, styled components. Then it just became plain yep. CSS. And at that time, it kind of sounds like you've sped, you you speed run, you've you've speed run, sped run. What what's the past speed tense run? of speed running? I guess. <laughs> speed run, speed run. Yeah, Sorry, my English. Oh, I guess yeah. It, it sounded. <laughs> it it kind of sounds like you speed ran the uh, the React uh, developer experience. Starting off React, realizing this the styling situation is hard. So you you start using a CSS and JavaScript library, and then you give up on React. No, maybe that's not what happens. But no, I I actually gave up on React <laughs> because 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 uh, because with React it was just very very slow. So I uh, and and at that point I'd built a lot of features. So the amount of features since November had almost like became 10 times. There were 10 times more features in that. And the bundle size was down to just 60 kilobytes. So I was adding more features and reducing the bundle size as much as I could at the same time. And then I got bored of that again, because at that time was when I like fully recovered from injury. So I had more time. So I just left the project, just, uh, just did a lot of the physical resuscitation work, et cetera, et cetera. But then, but then came one August, I still remember the date, 12th August was, I was at the peak of my boredom. So I decided, okay, I've been trying Swell for a while. So let's just, let's just try rewriting this little macOS thing I have in Swell. And so, so I just started copying the components as it is. I just copied the React code as it is, pasted it in the .swell files, just removed all of the junk. And yeah, it was mostly removing, not adding, which is the best part about Swell. I just removed all of the junk that I could. I just, I did that with every component, even got rid of some components because yeah, uh, I could just move them into their parent components. I didn't even, right. because Swelt is yep. so much simpler. You can have more stuff in one component compared to React. And that's, that yeah, that's prob it's probably true. Yeah, yes. it's not something I really thought about, but yeah. That's kind of what you talked about in your Svelte Summit talk too, on like how to migrate these React libraries to Svelte, and you showed us like how to just rip code out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> best part about Svelte: just removing code. Exactly, nice. best part. 
<laughs> yes and and so and so i kept doing that and in two days it was finished in two days i had moved the whole thing from react to svelte and and one thing i have to say uh, people do these differences like okay react is so different Svelte is so different the be- the, the great thing i found about svelte is that it is similar enough to react that you can just copy the entire code and just delete parts of it rather than doing a complete rewrite i did not ever feel like i was doing a rewrite more like just remove the return remove the function declaration maybe class name to class which is the biggest right thing. yeah <laughs> yeah uh, that thing so it, it never felt like a full rewrite and in two days i was finished and I was about to sleep and I'll, and and I just thought, okay, let's put it on Twitter. So I just posted, posted this on Twitter. Next day, next day I woke up, thousand likes, Lee Robinson had shared it. Soil Society had shared it. <laughs> it was on Hacker News. I was like, what the hell happened? Here? Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. I, rem- I, I forgot it trended on Hacker News as well. It was pretty cool. Yeah. As far as I remember, it, it was on number one on Hacker News for, I think, seven, eight hours, almost an entire day. Which was that's, pr- that's just, pretty yeah. cool. That just reiterates what I said. Like you put your work out there, and it was public and open source, and people could look at it and see it and view it, and they liked what you were doing. So it was your hard work and effort that you put in. Somebody caught on to it. That's like a little bit of luck, but like Kevin said, it's manufactured luck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So so you you finished doing that. Uh, now people can go go see it online. Um, are you gonna are you gonna build more functions into it, or are you actually building? Are you updating it, or are you focusing on other on other stuff? Um, I would say that I'm incrementally updating it, very very tiny. For example, I, I have plans to add a file system to it, file system finder, maybe a terminal, um, a terminal that could be powered by web containers, maybe. I'm not giving any. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yes. Yeah, so, so for so for those who are not aware, web containers is uh, web containers is uh, is this little is this little node in a browser technology by Stackblitz, and what it does, you can literally run Vite in your browser. So I had pla- So I have plans of like you know you have a real VS code, and you have Safari, and you have a terminal. You start the process in terminal. Web containers start. The preview is in the browser. You can drag all of the windows around, just like how you do in real on your computers. So I have that those. Views. I wonder if you could uh, package a web browser somehow and run <laughs> Safari inside. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> run Safari mm. inside of Chrome, pro- or pro- like probably not. Probably not possible at the moment, but. Yeah, <laughs> it's just an iframe. It's just an iframe, isn't it? It's just an iframe. Oh, right. It's just an iframe. Well, you, you would still have to like remake all of the toolbars and all of that stuff, right? You yeah. want it to look exactly the same, so you could do like a fake version, but even yeah. Stackblitz itself was only supported in Chrome until pretty recently, right? I think now it has Firefox support, but Safari is yeah. still not quite there. Uh, we had Eric Simons on another podcast recently, and it was he was talking about how they're actually working with like the working groups and trying to get these things implemented so that StackBlitz can be ran in multiple browsers. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think uh, uh, some people have some issues with with web container stuff because they they think it's it's entirely open source, but but I I don't think it is right. It's it's you still have to interact with with like a StackBlitz API. If I there's some yeah correctly. I think there's some binary part to it or something that has to download. I think it's I don't know if it's fully not open source. There's some there's some nuance around 
how it can be yeah. supported. I think I'm not quite sure what it is though. Maybe Puru knows the intern there. I don't know. That's true. Well, okay, so I I think I'm allowed to disclose this part based on the NDA. So <laughs> yeah, uh, so so there is still some requests going to startwith.com. That that is closed source definitely, and the and the and the and the real binary stuff that is still closed source, but that that's pretty much it. So you can think of it as interacting with the Stripe API. Like Stripe is not going to give you all of the all of the money moving logic for open source. So but 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 right. it gives you an interface to interact with that logic. It's sort of like that. Yeah, yeah. I, th I think I think the thing is that the 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 naming of it is so it really sounds like a like one of those you know APIs that are in the browser, right? Web containers. Ooh, oh, yeah. Yeah, it sounds like it, it really does sound like one of those. So so they they really nail it with the with the naming there. I feel like but it's yeah, kind of the anyway. goal. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, let's let's uh, let's uh, continue. You you have a bunch of fun projects that you've made. So you you also made a, a project called uh, Neo Confetti. Is that what it's called, or is it just Svelte Confetti? Uh, what's so the, what's so the name of fun it? thing. It started as Svelte Confetti Explosion, and now it's just Neo Confetti. <laughs> that, <laughs> why did you Why did you change it from this awesome name, Svelte Confetti Explosion? <laughs> that sounds awesome. <laughs> Of uh, 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 well, so well, so basically, I have this another project called Neo Drag, and that itself was Svelte Drag once. I named it. Ah, uh, right. So you wanted yes. to to make them under the same brand, kind of. Yeah, yes, exactly. Because Svelte Drag, you can use this in multiple frameworks. In in fact, I literally have five bindings to use it in different frameworks, all of them. And I have the same plans with Neo Confetti. Right, right now it works in only Svelte. I've not made another bindings, but. That will come soon. Yeah. So, so Neo Drag. Uh, so, so for, I mean, maybe maybe the name is kind of self-explanatory. But to explain what what it is, it's basically a package that lets you shoot confetti on your website. Yeah. Oh, you yes, said Neo the, Drag, and then you said the confetti. <laughs> Neo Drag is the drag yeah, and drop. Oh, one, oh right? sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Neo Confetti. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. All these names. Oh. I know. There's yeah, so many packages. Yeah. Ne Neo confetti, yeah, yeah, uh, uh, which is pretty self-explanatory, right? But then you 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 mentioned you also have a, a another package called Neo Drag, and and this is the I, I think this is like the first uh, package that you made that you've also made available in other frameworks, right? Y yes. So maybe you can talk a bit about what what Neo Drag is before we head into that direction. Uh, sure. So uh, sure. So Neo Drag is basically a Swelt action. A Swelt action that I created all, almost an year ago to use in my Mac in my macOS thing. So so if you, if you so if you use an operating system, you, you can see that you can drag your windows around by clicking on the title bar area. Uh, and yep. every operating system needs that, and mine also did. Problem is there was no dragging library that suited my need when I when I was trying to make the uh, when when I was trying to make my macOS in Swelt. So, yep. so, 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 so I, I, I put aside another one or two days and created this whole library. So what I did, uh, there's this very good library in React ecosystem called React Dragable. I looked at the source code, fully understood it, and then just, just wrote it all in, in a plain vanilla JS fashion that I could. And that, and that became Swelt Drag. And after a while I realized, well, you know, Swelte, it is just a Swelte actions, and Swelte actions are just vanilla JS. Like, 
this isn't yep. this this is this does not need to be swell drag it could be react drag it could be view drag it could be solid drag and god forbid maybe angular drag as well but <laughs> but it could be all of them so so then i realized okay there, there there's place for rebranding and so i renamed it to neo drag there was a lot of problems with that the the npm downloads they dropped and they are still dropped still dropped but still dropped but they are slowly picking up and but one of the good advantages of of that was like now i can make multiple packages under this neo drag name it is sort of a brand at this point that okay okay if it is if it is neo drag it even if it is swelled or react or view doesn't matter you know that it will work no matter which framework you are using in fact you could download all of them use them in astro different components and they would all work the exact same <laughs> Yeah, I I have actually tested that, so I I can say they will actually work the exact yeah. same. The API itself is same, behavior is same, everything. Oh, and for those of you who do who do not know, the NeoDrag Swelt version is only one point seven kilobytes in size. So wow, that's pretty good. Pretty non-existent. Tiny. That is really tiny. And I mean, all of that makes sense to me from like a marketing perspective. I wonder if it's just taking time for it to pick up, like for people yeah, to realize but, that it's the same package and just rebranded. And yeah, I wonder if you, if that's that, that'd be kind of like if, if you could, ooh, I wonder if you could, if you could have adapters kind of for, for, for maybe not adapters, but. But ima imagine writing an action once and then compiling it into a React version, a solid version, or a Svelte version, or whatever. Maybe that could be a fun feature of of like a. I don't know if it would be built into Svelte or I don't know. Like a cross compilation almost. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Since it's just vanilla JavaScript anyway. Like Svelte package, but for actions into yeah. oh mitosis. You could use. I bet oh, you could use yeah. mitosis for something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Could, could check that out. I don't know. Have you have you uh, thought about the idea of like automating the the conversion from from Svelte to to some other? I guess, I guess it it's just about like you have to have bindings to the other frameworks, right? Is is that how how it worked, Peru? Uh, yeah. Like so how, how? yeah. So I did think of uh, maybe automating automating this, but then I realized uh, uh, then I realized if I'm writing it by hand, I can make it the absolute smallest possible that I could. Right. Whereas yeah. if I write a generic adapter, it will have a lot of unnecessary stuff. So and and keeping the packages small is my highest priority. So. I might as well just do the extra work, but I uh, I just want the final experience to feel like you are getting really really good functionality for literally no cost. That's what I want the experience yeah. to feel like. Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. All right. So so that's NeoDrag. The 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 website you've made for NeoDrag is pretty cool as well. By the way, if if uh, if you haven't seen it, go into it. I, I really like these kind of documentation websites where you can actually play around with the with what the package does. So so NeoDrag is a is a library for dragging things around, right? Yes. And you have all these examples of how you can use it and what options there are and all of this stuff. I think I think more more docu documentation sites should be like this. Obviously, it doesn't work for for all kinds of tooling, right? This is a very visual kind of library, so it 
makes sense to kind of show it like this. But yeah. Imagine this really kind like of website for wheat. But but yeah, powered I'd, by web like, containers. That would be the best thing ever. Yeah, but but how would you show these things, right? Like I I mean I mean you could start containers, right, and run all of the different functionality, but it would be it would be kind of a bit too too much, I I think. Like like your your website for Neodrag is just enough to show you like what the library does and and but it doesn't complicate uh, things. Veet's feature set, I, I feel like it's so big. Like you you would have to have so many different like even even going to the Veet documentation right now, it's yeah, it's there, pretty, there's just so much. Yeah. Yes, I've been reading the documentation yeah, for over two years and I don't think I've fully read it ever. Like there's so much there. It's sort of like the right. roll-up docs. Yeah, I mean could compare actually it's maybe it's not that Big, the documentation for anyway. So tangent. I, uh, let's let's yeah. move on. I have a side note tangent <laughs> also. So your link yeah, for Neo for Confetti is uh, your npm link is going to your old Svelte Confetti Explosion one that's deprecated. <gasps> Shock. Oh, Shock. I mean that's uh -huh. not a problem. It will redirect you to the new one. It does. does it not where? I, I I think it should. That's a GitHub feature. It it's not. It's. It's taking me to the npm spelt confetti explosion page, and there's no link to the oh, new. Oh, okay. I have to fix that. Thank you. <laughs> hmm. All right. So, continuing on in the Neo brand here, you you've uh, teased a bit on uh, on Twitter a way of of uh, of uh, using Svelte in React. What's what's this thing? What is that I about? have so okay. So before I move on, I just have a question for my for for my three fellow people here. What do you think of this idea? Yeah, I mean, I I wouldn't want to use React at all. So <laughs> are you talking about that. like <laughs> Svelte, the markup instead of JSX, yes. but you still have so to use I, hooks? <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, so mine approach is more like it's it's more like WebAssembly. It is its own isolated functionality itself. So you write your isolated code and then you import it in your React code. Oh, okay. It's, it's so you could like use that. Svelte components inside of React? Exactly. You just import them like mm. you do React components. That would be interesting. Kind of like that. Astro allows you to do different exactly. languages. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's an interesting idea. I think, would you encounter issues with I think reactivity would be a hard solve in that case. I think that's where I, where it might be difficult because the way that React and Vue, um, maybe not so much Vue, but to an extent, but they people write these libraries that just wrap other libraries for them because of all that wiring stuff. That's quite, I guess, it's specific to the to the underlying library. Uh, I feel like Svelte allows you to do that because it doesn't have that weird mapping. And I think if you were to do the same thing with React, you would have to find a way to map all of the stuff. Like you can translate Svelte things to, to React things easily, but it's everything else that wraps around that Svelte just kind of gets for free. It's hard to explain, but I think I think you would end up finding compatibility issues. I don't know. It's worth an experiment, though. Yes. So I I think you have an example here for us, right? Exactly. But uh, but oh 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 damn! Uh, I forgot to explain what it is. So currently, it is just a Vue plugin. You import this. You put it in your Vite plugins configuration. You import NeoSwelt from at NeoSwelt slash React. 
you import it, you call it, mm -hmm. and then you start your dev server. Now in the dev server, how, how dev server, how you work with it? Step one, create a Swell component. Create a Swell component. So maybe it is an app.swell file. In inside that you would have a basic counter, animation, or or you know, you know, a, 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 a really uh, the complete macros doc. You could have a complete macros doc in that just built with Swell. And then what you do, you go to one of your .jsx files, and then that you do import app from dot dot slash dot dot or whatever the path to that swell file is mm -hmm. dot dot that dot dot slash app dot swell, and then just at the end you put a question mark react. That's an additional thing in the URL. You put a question mark react. Yeah, so, and then so in the markup quest, oh, question oh, sure, 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 sorry. sorry. Yeah, so so this so this question mark React that tells the your Vite plugin to to take the Svelte code and convert it somehow, or how, how does what, what's maybe maybe you're getting to this point? Sorry. Uh oh, oh yeah. So uh, I'll answer your question. Uh, but mm -hmm. continuing on, uh, you have imported the component and and how you call the JSX components? You just put the curly uh, sorry, you just put the Angular brackets app, and then you close it. You do the exact same thing here with the imported Swell component, and it just works. That's the whole premise of it. So, you just import the Swell file, just put a question mark React at the end. And as to answering Kevin's question, how it works, it literally it literally just converts your Swell code to plain JS using the Swell compiler, and just injects a little right. bit of React code to call that because com a compiled Swell component. It's just a class that you can call. That is literally right. it is. Yep. Oh, that's pretty cool. So, so looking at the looking at the example here, you you have uh, we have a component and another component, and you're just using them like you would use any uh, React uh, component, right? So that's that's pretty cool. Yes, and and if and if uh, if you look at the example, uh, okay, so right now it is commented out, but it also works with React's lazy. So React allows you to lay to code split your code using their lazy. So you write lazy, and then inside it you dynamically import yep. your component. You can do the exact same thing, and it works. So so one of the examples, so one of the experimentation you could do just to check the bundle sizes, you can lazily import your components in that way. And then check the final bundle sizes that Vite tells you. And and okay, for the viewers, the viewers cannot see this, but currently the example it it, it is using a tweened store, a spring store, and mm -hmm. a blur transition. So transition in Swell where where where, where when an element is created, uh, it fades in or it flies in or it just blurs out of nowhere. Right now, this whole example, it is blurring, it is blurring in and it is just moving around in the most smoothest fashion that only Svelte allows you to do. And all of that is inbuilt in Svelte. The final bundle size that this gives you just about the Svelte part is three kilobytes, which is far more than other React libraries with which you would achieve the same functionality like with frame and motion if you want right. to do all of this it, it would not be less than 25 kilobytes oh so you nice. just save so, yourself so you could... a lot of code a lot of bundle size oh so 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 one one use case for this would be maybe like maybe you could just use a svelte component to wrap some other react code to to get the transition parts 
or something like that. Yes. Y- yes. The, so when I was creating this, that was literally my thought process that, that this could, that, that this thing using Swelter and React could be same as using WebAssembly in JavaScript because you cannot do some very intense computationally intense things in JavaScript, but WebAssembly makes it very easy. This is similar for things like animation, performance oriented work, data visualization in which Swelter excels at. You can just create this one off component, import it within your React and yeah. boom. It just it just works and it's faster and 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 one advantage of this of this architecture is all the state that is being managed in Swelt stays within Swelt. React is React is not even touching your state, so it is going to be much much faster than your adjacent React code. Right. That that's a huge. So advantage. that would mean like the the React components aren't re 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 rendering and all of that stuff. Not at all. Right? No, this this is cool. Uh, it's it's kind of like a Trojan horse kind of thing. So you, you're just like, here, use this to to improve the performance <laughs> of your of your React project by by using Svelte transitions, and then people start using it and they're like, oh, hmm, maybe, maybe, <laughs> we, should, maybe we should just maybe we should just continue using Svelte. Another instead. infiltration of Svelte into React land. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. I, I, I we need more of. I these. would just like to add a small <laughs> thing, um, Kev, for this for this year's Swell Summit. I was going to suggest. Uh, I was going to give in uh, a talk titled "Trojanizing React with Swelt." So you actually oh, I think that's a, that's a great, great idea. idea. I love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you should definitely submit that. <laughs> awesome. Here's a quick word from our sponsor. Vercel is the platform for front-end developers, providing the speed and reliability innovators need to create at the moment of inspiration. Founded by the creators of Next.js, Vercel has zero configuration support for 35-plus front-end frameworks, including SvelteKit. We enable the world's largest brands like Under Armour, eBay, and Nintendo to iterate faster and create quality software. Try out Vercel today to experience the easiest way to use Svelte. All right, cool. So these are these are some cool projects. Uh, you, um, and I guess from from this, your next idea came about, which is like a, a Svelte component CDN. Um, I you're gonna have to explain this one to me. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. What is what is what is a Svelte component CDN? All right. So okay. So before I explain, I would like to say that this came to me while daydreaming in an extremely boring class. So if I explain and it sounds very very weird, please don't judge me. You know, me Peru. Much. I I think I. I, I think you should be bored more often. <laughs> yeah, it kind of sounds like every time you get bored, you you, you just ideas. create something, <laughs> yeah. something nice. <laughs> really productive boredom. It's great. <laughs> Sorry, continue. Uh, yeah. So this idea came to me then only. So please don't judge me too harshly when I say it out. Um, so so currently my thought process is this. So, uh, so basically, components combined compiled with Swelt are an extremely good standalone libraries of their own. They do not need an external runtime. They are pretty much self-sufficient and they're really, really small. So here the idea was, what if you could, okay, uh, what if you are, what if you are, you have constraints where you cannot use a bundler at all? 
where you have to do things the old jQuery way, like just write the in, write everything in one index.html, JS inside that, no compiler, no bundler, nothing at all. And and in those kind of cases, you would see that CDNs are used quite a lot. For example, Bootstrap CDN, Ajax.googleapis.com, all of those CDNs are used much more than just locally hosting it. So in that case, what if you want to use uh, I don't know, swell confetti in confetti in your plain HTML app. What you could do, uh, yep. assume, assuming assuming confetti is a component and not an action, so you cannot directly use it. Assuming this one is okay, confetti is not a good idea. Um, how about a slider, a swell slider? Mm -hmm. So uh, you cannot directly use it in any way. You, you have skeleton UI slider, you cannot use it directly. However, what you could do, you could take a CDN, I don't know, neo-swelt-cdn.dev slash, you give it the GitHub URL of the swelt file. What the CDN does, it just takes a file, transpiles it, it, it removes all the TypeScript, uh, it, it converts swelt down to the plain JS, and it gives you just a class slider that you can call in your plain js code in your html file that and not just that right. uh, not just that uh you could do the same with view like view is very very tiny and i really like view so i i really think just just giving this to self wouldn't wouldn't be fair like we need to give some more competition to view so uh, at the same time view will also be supported and maybe even solid at some point. In solid would be just transpiling it down to plain JS from JSX. I don't know. The idea doesn't sound as good when I say mm -hmm. it out. But the swell part, I think it sounds solid. <laughs> Pun totally unintended. Uh -huh. Totally unintended. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so I I guess this is kind of like uh, so I I so one thing I I was thinking as as you were talking about this is that um, there there is already uh, some kind. What, what's the what's the CDN where you can get all of the packages? There, there's a there's a what's it called? Um, JS deliver. Yes, yes. So I I think you can you can already get the so so when when you publish a, a Svelte package, I think SvelteKit publishes it as a JavaScript file as well. Um, oh, uh, oh no, it, it is just a dot .svelte file. It it does not. It's a dot .svelte. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so so I I know there was some talk some some time ago. Maybe I'm misremembering that that when you compile like for example a library that that you that it like spits out a JavaScript file that any project would be able to use. If I'm, you I'm built not sure about that though, and took that built file yeah. and then published that somehow, but like if you use Felt package and you publish that way, it is just dot Felt. So you have to import that into okay. a Felt okay. project. Okay, sure. Okay. Yeah, then then it would make sense, right? You you would uh, you would just point it to to a Svelte file, and it would and it would convert it or compile it, I guess, to JavaScript. Exactly. Very much. I wonder yeah. if you could even I take like I, the JavaScript that is built already. Like, if you build your component, you take that built file, and then you put that on a CDN. Is that not like what ESM? Is like you have a URL that you can hit that is a package. That's kind of that's kind of my point, I guess. With the like, if if you build the package to JavaScript as well, and not just leave it at as as a uh -huh. Svelte file, then you would already be able to use it, yeah. right? Because it it would exist in the JavaScript form as well. So 
Maybe this is like if you wanted to to use some specific Svelte file in some kind of project that doesn't expose the specific Svelte file. Mm -hmm. Maybe I don't know. I, I think um, it's so. Uh, if I understand question correctly, uh, sorry. As far as I know, there is no plan to you know in Svelte package to move it to .js. Uh, .js because the because the idea because the thought process that I got from the maintainers is that is that future versions of Svelte can transpile the .svelte even more efficiently. Mm -hmm. So, so yep. if you're going to compile it yourself now, maybe one year later, some other library using it, it won't be able to use it properly. So that that is the right. idea that I've heard. So, Swell package is not going the .js way. So it is up to up to the community, the ecosystem, like I don't know, to some CDN to do that for you. Yeah, I mean, it's it seems like a, a an idea worth exploring, right? I, just just being able to like convert on the fly to between like if you wanted to use some some very high quality view library in Svelte even right then you could maybe I mean in Svelte it would it would be easy right you would just wrap it wrap the the result from the CDN in an action and then attach it somewhere. Oh whatever. yes, uh, that would be good. So, and another idea I had in the CDN URL you just put question mark React at the end and it gives you a React component of that. So literally new cell, but on CDN. Oh, using query parameters yes. to ah, interesting. That could be fun. Yeah. Sounds sounds like a very hard hard thing to to build though. Like How I guess it it's work. mitosis. Yeah, sort of. But with a CDN, I wonder does mitosis have an API? Could could you already do this uh, kind oh, of oh, oh, like uh, convert um, between uh, projects? Oh yeah. So uh, would you mind if I talk about mitosis and some of the other? things that could be completely. no no go oh, ahead. yeah so mitosis is actually pretty great mitosis is sort of, mitosis is sort of like user side swell component and just uses some ai thing to write it to react it's not ai but it feels like you just fed it to chat gpt and then it gave you the react component it sort of feels like that mitosis right. is great problem is i do not see transitions in my mitosis Transitions or the other or the uh, really cool Swelt APIs. A lot of the uh, Swelt APIs that you import rather than the ones built into the templating itself. So that is one of my things. Right. Uh, otherwise, otherwise, okay. If in in future, if Mitosis ever gets transitions and all of the Swelt features, I'm deprecating this project. Then th there's no point. There's no point pursuing something like right. this after that. Right. Does Sveltosis, the Svelte version of it, do that? Because they've my, they've integrated that now into the Mitosis project. Yes, Sveltosis, exactly. Does it do the transitions and stuff that you're looking for or no? Uh, I, I do not think so. Uh, I tried, but I do not think you can import uh, the, the Svelte libraries as far oh, as I know. I see. So you can't you can't import anything, maybe? As far as I know, because let's, because let's it, is, it, it does not have Swell's runtime in any way. It is literally oh. just reading it and writing a line by line to React or Vue or Angular, and they do not mm. have the same APIs. Like this, I see. You, yeah, you, you can imagine that to some extent in Vue, but just try imagine doing a Swell transitions example yeah. in React without any external libraries. You you just can't. Well, what you should do, I just went to their GitHub and it says they're actively looking for folks interested in becoming contributors. So you should contribute back to Mitosis. Maybe uh. Builder.io will give you a job. That's your next job. <laughs> <laughs>
yeah that would be a fun one because uh, because yeah some other people uh, people working there Adam Bradley Manu uh, Manu Manu corporate or sorry Manu Martinez Almeida some of them uh, some of them are like sort of my uh, what's what's that sort of I really admire those people because yeah. of stencil jazz they work on stencil jazz and yes yeah, so stencil jazz is a very underrated thing Mm-hmm. And Mishko, who was so Angular is, and is, is now QuickWorks there. Yeah. And, yeah. Stencil is the, is that the web component? Uh, yeah. Yes, that is. In in fact, yeah. one time I was so, uh, yeah, this kind of fun story. Uh, I kind of had a, let, let's say a small fight with Rich Harris on Twitter when in back in 2020, <laughs> because I was so sold on <laughs> web components. Um, I'm, I don't think web components are that great for building a whole app now. But that time I thought and I and I had a Twitter banter on Rich Harris, uh, with Rich Harris on Twitter. I wonder if I wonder if I can find it somehow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he he doesn't like web components. I don't at all. really love web components because the API is just awful to use. And I think there's like ongoing issues with the Shatter DOM not exposing like some of the things that you need to do certain stuff. So, right. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to server side or you can't server side render them. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a big one, right? I I think for like, I haven't used web components that much, so I haven't either. But my limited experience with them was very negative. (laughs) Right, doesn't bode well. So writing web components uh, raw or even with lit is not a great experience. With with stencilless is actually pretty good. It's sort of like you're writing the class based React. Uh, it is far better than raw web that components. That does not sound I, good. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't sound better. <laughs> I mean, it, it is good. Uh, at that time, it felt good. Uh, now, now with now with having done Swelt, I will not go back to it at all. Yeah, but it was good. Right. Yeah. I mean, you can you can write web components in Svelte, yeah. so there's that's actually just possible. You just have to turn on the option. Have it compile right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Can I talk about just one more thing, one project that I'm doing? Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. So this sure. one is going to make many people very happy. So I'm officially working on the swell.dev revamp. It's getting a dark mode and multiple pages documentation. Oh, oh. nice. Nice. Uh, yes. So it's going to be a multi-page That's app awesome. instead of a single page app? Yep. Sweet. Using SvelteKit? Maybe it already is using SvelteKit. Yeah, it, it already uses SvelteKit, and of course, there will be search functionality and everything. So I am working on it right now, and it should oh, be nice. out sometime. I, I will not say when it will be out. Um, that's up to the maintainers, but I would say it is coming along pretty yeah. well. That's great. That's great. I... It really needs a, a revamp. Well, it, it kind of needs a, an update to the Kit documentation yeah. standards. To the same thing that so Kit can... is doing now. And I haven't completely caught up on the dev vlog episode that you did with Rich, but uh, were they talking at all about the things that they need to do before Svelte four? No, so so I so I think they're actually working on on Svelte four at the moment. I don't um, from from. I was talking to someone, and they were saying that before they can work on Svelte four. Maybe it was Anthony last week. We were talking about the Svelte four milestones, and that before they can do that, they need to get it migrated to a PMPM mono repo. And set up the same way that the kit, yeah. Right. So, so I, I think that's one of the. I, I guess that would be one of the milestones for Svelte Four. We didn't talk that much about Svelte Four, um, but it's basically like get, getting rid of very old dependencies and stuff. So, I, I think it's gonna. I, I think they're they're gonna be pretty fast on on the Svelte Four stuff. Yeah. We'll see. 
hopefully that was something we talked next about month. last week. <laughs> yeah. So so next uh, next dev vlog stream thing in in April maybe I'll I'll ask him some questions about this. Awesome. Some some more detail. We things. haven't talked about the dev vlog. I think we left that for you to talk about. So you should talk about that. Oh right, yeah. Too. So so I I've, I've started doing a uh, developer vlog thing with Rich and hopefully some of the other maintainers as well that we do once a month on YouTube. And I'll, I'll put a link in the show notes to the, to the first one. And we're going to do it once a month. The first Wednesday of every month is the idea. And uh, the time it's, it's, let's see. I mean, I, why, why do I even try? Time is always time? difficult. Like, yeah. It's like, it's 4.30 Central European time. So that would be like, I don't know, 10, 11 a.m. In, in, on the East Coast in the U.S. And or something. It's always going to be at the same time yeah. every month. Yes. Okay. Yes. And then uh, that's the idea. This weekend's felt is now being recorded, and that was posted yes. and pu posted and published for the first time this week to the YouTube channel. So that's new. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we're gonna put it. We're gonna put a link in 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 the in the notes to that as well. And yeah, that that happens once a week, right? Uh, and it's alternating times, right? For for the uh, it's it's either more for the European people or for the U.S. people, kind of. It, it was that... alternating. Let me see. The one this week is the early one, so nine thirty a.m. for me. But so that would be the more European, yes, uh, centric one. Yeah. And then the next week will be the later one, and it's three hours later than the other one. Yeah. And so, so maybe can you explain what happens in a, this this week in Svelte? Yeah, so Enrico does a great job of kind of going over what's been in the Discord, what is changes that have happened in Svelte and SvelteKit over the week, questions that people are asking repeatedly or things that he sees that come up, and then he will go over and um, show REPL examples or like describe like how these things are supposed to work and just go into detail and it really sparks some like interesting conversations and there's been lots of different topics i mean it's always like covering a wide array of things it's been very interesting and i'm glad it seems that, to be very well well received as well yeah and i'm really glad that they're being recorded now and are able to like be viewed later i think that was the problem in the beginning was that not everyone could attend and i could hit like some of them and not all of it and i'm really yeah. glad to be able to go back and watch it now same. Welcome back, Same. Anthony. Speaking of, <laughs> thank yeah, you. Anthony is back. Yeah. Hello. So, so, all right. Let's let's talk about the, the your your uh, your thing here that you put in. Uh, the virtual DOM is not pure overhead. The blog right. post. So um, yes. What's, what's this about? So on on Twitter, um, I think it's one of the quick devs, uh, one of the core team, has posted a, a tweet which is you know it's, it's exactly paraphrasing um, Rich Harris's uh, talk about virtual dom is pure overhead and if you that that blog post still live on the on the felt site if you read into it you know it's kind of common sense stuff it is um pure overhead because you're you might be manipulating something that's theoretically faster but one you've still got to write to the dom so you're still writing to the dom and the second thing is um that you are diffing between a a virtual dom and a real dom to understand the difference in order to determine what to render so it's designed as an optimization because you're only re-rendering parts of the DOM, but ultimately you're still rendering the same DOM and the diffing is a mass overhead. 
So it was, and and to my mind, to our mind, it still is pure overhead. You don't need a virtual DOM. It is going to be slower than writing to DOM directly. Um, you know, Svelte, Svelte's principle is surgically updated DOM. And that still stands true in my mind that if you're, if you're making specific updates to the DOM, you are doing, you're, you're doing it really quickly and there's nothing going to be faster than that. However, this tweet was a direct rebuttal to that post. So I'll be interested to see what it is, but I'm not going to hold my breath as it were. <laughs> I would be interested to read it too, because Quick doesn't use a virtual DOM. As far as I know, they do a similar thing with Svelte to reactivity. Yeah. Well, see, I don't, I don't know what the premise of the post is all about, but there you go. And then Ryan Cardinato is like in the thread as per usual, like everything is overhead. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> and he's not wrong. He's not wrong. And that, that's kind of like that's the crux of the blog post, right? Is everything is overhead. And like, I know that the, this right. hinges on pure yeah. overhead, right? There might be reasons to use a virtual DOM. The, the interesting thing from the blog post is what are those what are those things that are interesting, yeah. you know, that are, um, that, that, that make, that, that make a case for the virtual DOM, let's say. And I guess, you know, it could be silly things like CSS isolation or whatever, but come on. Yeah. Right. So we're waiting on that, uh, article cause it seems, so it's a poll. Should I write the article? <laughs> that has gotten 80, 82% yes uh -huh. or Said do, do it, it, I guess. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I just realized there, there was a, I don't know if you talked about this last week, uh, the types, new type stuff in SvelteKit. The new type stuff in SvelteKit. Maybe not. Anything to do with types, I will not no, know about. No, it doesn't sound like you talked. No, we did not no. talk so, about that. All right, let's talk cool. about that because there's actually a blog post on the Svelte website about awesome. this. It's, uh, the title is Zero Effort Type Safety. And it's a, it's a feature that uh, Simon has been uh, spearheading, and it's basically you don't have to type, you don't have to import your types anymore. Oh, it's just done automatically. So instead of doing like import dollar sign types for, or yeah, sorry, import the, the weird types that we get in SpellKit page page data <laughs> yeah. from all of that is inferred question. from SpellKit yeah. now. Yep, which is and now you don't have to feels like the way it should be. <laughs> Yep. So, so that's that's a huge win for developer experience. Yes, I feel like. That's um, great. And that's that's pretty much it. If you want to read the the blog post, I I can recommend it. It's and that's in good. any file, right? Not just a routes file. That I do not know. Uh, I so I, I I think it's just like, so it just infers the stuff for for the data uh, prop. Right? Yeah. So if you pass things down from the page file to another component, you should be fine as well. Okay. Like it should be, it should have the types. I think. I wish types would just be uh, auto imported for me. I hate importing types, like in general. Yeah, yeah, same. Yeah, maybe maybe they'll uh, maybe they'll keep working on this, and and we we can just write, create me an app, and yes, we'll have ChatGPT do it for us. Yeah. Yeah. GPT 4.0 is out now. I saw something today on <laughs> yeah. Twitter about a Svelte chat GPT thing is coming soon. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I saw that as well. It's going to be fun. Um, but yeah, I, th I think that's 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 it for, for, for the topics. Um, Purud, is there anything else you want to talk about before we move on to, to the unpopular opinions? 
Um, sure, uh, sure. I, I just I just remember I skipped over two things. First of all, um, there are many implementations to do the same things, and they vary in the and they they vary in how they do it. Some of them they generate entire files. Some of them their runtime. Uh, mine mine is completely memory based, and the second thing it will be type safe. So you just import the component and so, you get all the props and events and everything right there. Yeah. And it will. So you're talking about Svelte component CDN now, right? No, or no, no. Uh, Neo Svelte. Neo Svelte. Yes. Neo Svelte. Okay. Yes, it will be completely yeah. type safe. You will not lose any of that, which is which is the feature compared to the other implementations. That's one thing. And the second one is why why I want to make this. Uh, so like uh, I already said, it. I wanted to be a web assembly in React, but honestly, I do not work in React. I do not want to work in React. So why why am I making this? Uh, simple question. It is completely selfish. I just want there to be more Svelte in world. So when I get the new job, <laughs> Svelte is a high prob probability. This is this is literally selfish. That's where the whole plan came from. I want more Svelte in the world. I I, I want more companies to be using Svelte because well, first of all, Svelte rocks. It just rocks. You should be using Svelte. Absolutely. And agree. that is my purpose. I just want more Svelte in the world. But that's it. No, yeah, that makes sense. All right. So, uh, since Anthony is back, we can now talk about his unpopular opinion while he's <laughs> eating some kind of measuring device. It is a caliper. Oh, okay. caliper. Yeah. I'm using it as a thought Also known tool. as measuring mm -hmm. advice. device. Uh, all right. So, let's hear it. Right. So, it's just an observation because uh, there's a lot of debate, at least on my Twitter feed, about cycling and active travel and all that kind of stuff. Um, cyclists are not obliged to cycle in the cycle lane and that rule makes a lot of sense you know if there's one available and it makes a lot of sense because a lot of cycle lanes are crap right they don't they just absolute nonsense design they run into lamppost walls they throw you out to dual carriageways and stuff like that walls? Right? So there's a reason yeah like, like some of them are just really uh, some of them are there just for the sake of saying we have a cycle lane they, they're not actually usable um, and it happens more oh. than you think, and there's, there's loads okay. of photos of just ridiculous things that happened. Um, there's one there's one just at the river for me that runs directly into a wall. So, you know, I understand why people won't want to use those. And there's ones, there's ones where you're cycling along and you can't get on it from where you are because there's a massive curb in the way. Like, you, I want, I'm looking there, cycling along the road, looking at the cycle lane, wondering how nice it would be to cycle on it, but I can't actually get to it. Um, just activate the bike wings and fly but it exactly <laughs> easy yeah if I, had a, if I had a mountain bike with suspension maybe i'd give it a go but i don't have a road bike so yeah i understand there's reasons for it however we have also some you know on the flip side some really really good cycling infrastructure and there's segregated cycle lanes which are getting more and more use they're full of people it's really good um, really nice and you know i can happily cycle around london and, and not interact with cars at all which is great because a lot of drivers are crap right and dangerous so it's good that these things are here and i often still see people because they're not obliged to use them i see people just there cycling in the middle of the road holding all the cars up and there's and nothing annoys me more it's it's equally as bad as the bad drivers right because all you're doing is is angering people angering drivers making them say oh you know, give them a case to say that cycle lanes are, are useless and not used or whatever um riling up you know hard feeling between people, you know, people who cycle and people who drive and all that kind of stuff. And it's, it's, it's just a horrendous thing that, you know, the, the amount of fights and arguments that go on and 
councillors threatening to rip cycle lanes out and stuff. We don't need a bunch of militant cyclists who decided that they're too good for cycle lanes to go and stir up even more problems. So it really, it, really irritates me. So I'll, my opinion is they're dickheads. I mean, I don't know where they're like, <laughs> I haven't got more creative words for that. <laughs> like an entitlement thing. Like they it are, is, feel is. like they're entitled to do that. And I don't think this is an unpopular opinion. Here it we don't have surprising. like a lot of dedicated cycle lanes. We have really good sidewalks and yeah. walking areas, but then mm. they're not supposed to be on that. So they have to be yeah. in the road, which I despise. It like, you can't get around them. It's dangerous for them. It's dangerous yeah. for you. It's like, it's just yeah. a bad scenario. Yeah, it's, it's a bad scenario. That's it. And it, it is entitlement. It's, it's people doing it. There's only two reasons I can imagine. One is that the cycle lane's bad and that's fair enough. Um, that's a problem you've got to solve by making improved cycle infrastructure. The other reason is just because you, you, you're arrogant or you're, you know, you're, you're entitled or you're trying to prove a point or you think you're too fast for a cycle lane and you don't want to get blocked by the people. None of those reasons are good reasons. And it just pisses me off, really irritates me. And, I'm, yeah. you know, I, I would not be on the side of the cyclist if that cyclist got knocked off, you know, not that I'm encouraging anything right. like that. But if that cyclist got knocked off, I'd be with the driver saying, look, you know, they shouldn't have been where they were. There's nothing you can do about it. Right. They were given yeah. the safety net and I, they didn't use it. I think this is a popular opinion. <laughs> You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. The amount of the amount of videos I see on Twitter, people doing it and saying, yes, but I'm not obliged to be in the cycle lane. That's oh, right. Point. It's not the point. Yeah. They're uh they're what 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 we call over here uh paragraph writers. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> I don't think that translates well. So it's basically, you know. Uh, pe people that follow the 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 rules or the laws to the point, like to right. the to the dot, uh, and they, they like do not to make a point, and they do not deviate from it. Yeah, and yeah, it's just that's it. Yeah, paragraph. Yeah, I'm gonna shout paragraph at them. Hey, <laughs> question actually, Kev. Whilst I was in Sweden, I noticed a moped driving down the segregated cycle lane. Yeah, is that normal? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it depends on what kind of moped. Like, it could be classed as a, as a, I don't know what it, what the difference are differences, what, what they're called. Probably below like, fifty cc or something. Yes, it's something like that, or like there's a sp specific speed limit or something, mm. and and there are like I I think there are rules depending on like what the road conditions are. Like, if there's a wide enough, I I don't I, I don't interesting. Know. That's and also hey. some some people just don't care and yeah yeah that's that's because that's what my assumption was that this person's yeah. doing is not you know is not could following be, the rules kind of thing could be some combination of, of things as well yeah I, i'm not an expert in in moped law so I, i'm gonna <laughs> pass on this one yeah they're, they're banned here you can't cycle in there and it's like you can't mm. ride a moped in it or anything powered i think in the cycle lane apart from electric yep all right Brittany. Wanna, All right. Want to share yeah. yours? So my unpopular opinion, and it may not be very unpopular in this felt ecosystem, but I think Storybook is doing a good job of marketing and saying like, oh, we support Spelt Kit now. And like they're doing a lot of work and a lot of good things. And Ben McCann has been helping them to get some things integrated into Storybook for Spelt Kit. But I still don't think it's quite there. And things that are missing are like slots. Like you cannot do a slot in a storybook file. So if you're trying to do a yep. story that has multiple components that need to be kind of composed together, the workaround is to create a .svelte file, 
do all of that and then import that as a story file but then it just really doesn't uh, like match very well and yeah. you don't get the same functionality and then archetypes are still like something that you have to be explicit about so when you're um, all of your props in your component you have to list them explicitly in storybook for the top level component and for each variant of that component so each story you want to write you have oh. to like specify those and it feels just so repetitive and so yeah. overly like every time i've used storybook i just feel like this like i just have to write a lot of stuff for it to do what i want right you have to write yeah. very long stories Novels, yes. maybe. Yes, Rather novels, than... <laughs> and I really don't like writing. So. <laughs> yeah, so so the, it sounds like the DX could be improved a bit there. The DX is works, improved, right? but they, are, are, they have people on it, and they're very responsive. So I'm in the storybook thing, even in the Svelte Discord. Like, yep. they're in our Discords, like, helping us and doing those things. So they're working on it. They're doing a really good job, just not there yet. All right. Hopefully, hopefully it does get there at some yes. point. All right, Puru. Let's hear. Let's hear your uh, very, very strong, unpopular opinion. Let's, uh, let's I, I think so... we just talked about his, right? Did we do yours um, like before Anthony came back? Oh, maybe, maybe we did. No, 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 no. I, I did not get the chance yet. Oh, okay. Sorry. No. no. <laughs> uh, yeah. So um, before I go forward with this, I would like to say that I daydream this one in another boring class. So again. No, no hard judgments, please. Um, okay, I, I would sort of say that the whole Neosfeld is sort of like an unpopular opinion itself. Because uh, I posted this on Discord and some people were like, why would you do this? And I get that. But what about this? You use React components in Swell the same way. No. You no. import no. React in Swell and you call it the Swell oh. fit. But wouldn't you need React to run the React components? I wouldn't want to do that. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I, I would not want to do that either. But I want to yeah. see a GitHub repository where someone is doing that. I just want to see that. <laughs> it is not an unpopular opinion. It's just an unpopular, extremely sinful thought that I would like to. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's it. Oh. I thought you were going to say that you you despised Svelte or something. It sounded oh, like no, you were going to. Oh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's even horrifying just to hear. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. no I'm, I'm partly kidding. All right. So we're, in, we're into the last section of the, of, the, of the show. Picks. Do you guys have any? Who wants to go first? Peru, no why don't you go first? Peru. Peru, go. Oh, What's yeah. So my pick is... Attack on Titan season four, part three's first episode came out. It was the best thing of the entire year and maybe even the last year. So please, please, if you are an Attack on Titan fan and you have not disowned it after season three, I, mm -hmm. I, I, I implore you, please go watch it. It is the so, best thing ever in the world. So Attack on Titan is, uh, is a manga and an anime, right? So you're talking yes. about the, the anime here, I guess. Yes. I, I watched case, it. I'm, yes. I'm, I think it's pretty good as well. Okay. I haven't seen. I'm not sure if I've seen the last the last season though, or the last part. I'm not gonna make this a pick. Like I can't recommend this show, but what I watched this week is Willow, the remake TV show based on the 1980s movie, and it was so like mediocre that I can't recommend you oh, go watch it. <laughs> I, oh yes, I, I I started watching that as well, and I was like. 
this is so not very good. Yeah, I got all the way to the end and I was like, it was watchable, but it's like, I cannot recommend you go watch it. Well, well, IMDb is 5.6, so we get that. Yeah. Uh, isn't it isn't it funny how how like there's uh there's inflation in ratings? Like five should be average, right? Oh yeah. But I wouldn't really go for something that's below seven unless yeah, I really right. wanted to watch it. But yeah, I don't know. I don't look at ratings. I should probably start doing that before I watch something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've been watching so so I, I can pick mine as well. I have three three quick ones. <laughs> so, uh, I have one called uh, Chained Echoes. If if you're a fan of uh, Super Nintendo JRPG style games, this is for you. Um, it's very uh, it's very fun, um, and that that's that's pretty much it for that one. And then I have two Apple TV shows. One called Liaison uh, with. Uh, it's it's like this show about terrorist attacks in the UK, featuring uh, God, what's her name? I'm so bad with with celebrities. Ava Ava Green is is that a name? Anyone? No. That's a name. I don't know yeah. if it so, is I, a person's name. Yeah. yeah so Ava I think that, that's the, yeah 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 yeah. It's an actress. Yeah. So so it's a very good show. Cool. And then there's another TV show also on Apple TV Plus called with Harrison Ford and Jason Segel, which is about mm-hmm. the, they're like psychologists and it's a comedy show. It's it's very fun. Um, and I, and, I'm blanking on the name, but. And while you have Apple TV Plus, Ted Lasso is coming back on soon. Pretty oh, much right. the best show ever. Yeah. Love that show. Yeah. Oh, the, the, the show is called Shrinking because there's shrinks. Ooh. Hey. Uh, nice. <laughs> yeah. That sounds funny. It is, it is it is pretty good. Uh, check it out. All right, I'm done. Cool. Anthony? Anthony, have a pick? I don't have any picks this time, no. I don't have any picks. Oh, well. Just right. crazy. unpopular opinions. <laughs> Only unpopular opinions. <laughs> that ends up being popular opinions. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. well, I... It depends who you talk to, doesn't it, I suppose? No, I agree. I agree. I'm just joking. All right, uh, so that that's it for... for for this show, uh, Puru, it was nice having you on. Finally, after so long, uh, last time I saw you was at Svelte Summit last year, and it was it was a blast. Your talk was great as well. We should probably link those all of your talks in in the show notes, actually, because you've done. I do have the one from last Svelte Summit: How to Migrate mm-hmm. React Libraries to Svelte in there. Yep, cool. Uh, you're muted, oh, so we can't hear you. Oh, uh, so I've only done two, and both of those are for swell, so sh- shouldn't be a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, uh, yeah, thanks for coming on, and uh, we'll uh, talk to you in the future. And goodbye all to all of the listeners. This has been Svelte Radio. Thank you for listening. <laughs> hey, it's Kevir. If you like the show, please drop a review on your favorite podcast player. It would help out a lot. Thanks.